Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Business as a Magical Practice. Today, we have a very special guest, my dear longtime friend and personal astrologer and business astrologer, Robin Langford. If you do not know her, her business is Wicked Veracity, and she's an astrologer, stoic witch, philosopher, teacher, and life coach. She helps you navigate the crossroads of fate and free will so that you can experience life on your own terms. She's a creator of the Digital Astrology Calendar and helps entrepreneurs work with astrological energy to move their business and lives forward with greater ease. Welcome to the podcast, Robin. Thank you. I'm so very happy to be here with you. Yeah. So I should have said this from the very get-go that the whole purpose of this podcast is talking about the astrology of 2022. It's like the episode you guys have been waiting for. I'm sure (laughs) I've been waiting for it. I've been planning for it. I've been excited about it. I was actually hoping that you would schedule this episode sooner on my calendar, Robin, because I've been so curious. (laughs) I had to do it on the Gemini full moon. Like it had to be done now. Not... (laughs) Well, of course, <laughs> that, that's why you're waiting. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but we're going to be looking at more uh, collective, overarching things that are happening in 2022 that you want to be aware of as an online business owner so that you can be planning your launches, your photo shoots, your whatever, whatever you need to plan for 2022. And I'm sure you guys remember last year, if you've been listening to the podcast since 2021, last year we did this with Donna Woodwell and she told us (laughs) that everyone uh, during the summer of 2021 will be in a cave. And I forgot that until the summer hit and I was like, oh, that's why everyone's launches are flopping. And I just want to be in a cave because she told us about this. So I had even forgotten about it, but it made me so much more excited about doing this with you, Robin, and being here and like, let's really remember this and plan our years around it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And Robin has created a spreadsheet for us. I mean, she didn't know she was going to share it, but I'm making her share it. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll get to, and you're like, warning 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 (laughs) like this is how her like we're very similar we're very data driven driven and strategy oriented so like seeing this I'm like oh this feels very like comforting but for people like don't look at this if this overwhelms you you don't need to look at it (laughs) I mean I did make it color coded so that the green means go and so that Oh, maybe we need to share this in the show notes. Let's plan on that. Okay. Okay, cool. Do I just let you go? Should I I just let you go into 2022? I think so. I think so. Okay. Okay. So, so January starts off with Venus retrograde in Capricorn. And that's very much a reevaluation of what you are, what you value and how like the practical things and what you want, but also how you value yourself. And that is in effect until January 29th. And so 
I have January 1st to February 2nd as a yellow zone in, in my color-coded little spreadsheet. And yellow means proceed with caution. Green means go. Red means full stop. Don't do anything. And orange means if you're feeling frisky, it's probably not the best idea kind of thing. But there aren't, there are some significant red times. So the yellow and the orange, you may have to do more than you had planned on doing then. Okay. So January 14th, Mercury goes retrograde. And between January 14th and February 3rd, that's an entire Mercury retrograde that starts in Aquarius and goes back into Capricorn. And I wouldn't launch anything then. That's just me. I don't like messing with tech during a Mercury retrograde. I just wouldn't do it, but I mean, you can do other stuff. It's a good time to plan and review and like get prepared for a launch and to double check all your links and to double check all your emails and make sure everything's like really good to go. And then February 3rd, Mercury's direct, Venus is direct. It's just like a really lovely time. I, can you see when I share the notes? I can see it. Everyone okay. watching on YouTube can see it. Okay, good. Hi, everyone watching on YouTube. Thanks, Sam. Um, <laughs> so... Venus is conjunct Mars essentially all from February 14th, March 10th, and it's exact February 16th and March 6th. And I'm telling you that in case you have a love-centered business or relationship-centered business, if you do any kind of like sex magic, anything like that, those are, that's a really great time for polarity between male and male and female, masculine, feminine, that sort of specifically for those people that work with that kind of energy. February 18th and February 19th is specifically when I would launch very dreamy things. So hypnosis, meditation, spa things, that sort of thing, because all the stuff is in Pisces and there's a really beautiful new moon in Pisces conjunct Jupiter with Mars and Venus conjunct Pluto and Mercury conjunct Saturn. It's very grounded and transformative on that axis again. And with, with it in, with Jupiter conjunct the new moon, it's just, it's like a really feel good time. I've, I very much like it. And if you don't want to launch anything, then it's like a great time for probably honeymoons and vacation. Before you move on, just to, to go back for January, just to be clear, I'm seeing yellow for January and that's because Mercury will be in retrograde. So that's, you would say January is a good time to be like planning launches or preparing for launches or just generally going about business as usual. Yeah. I mean, I would be a little more careful. I would pay attention. I would, because there's some really difficult transits coming up in the year that are, that I would, I'm going to just say, don't do it. So if you need, <laughs> if you need another window, I would, it's okay to use that, but proceed with caution because Venus will be retrograde and so will Mercury. So I don't think that it would go as well, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not a horror. Like if it's something you've done before, then this is a time that you're, you're evergreening it or something. That would be a good time to do the evergreening process, mm -hmm. I would do it for that, but I wouldn't do it for a new launch. Yeah. And I, I guess, hmm. I, I, I'm like, we jumped right in. Should we have prefaced this that like, <laughs> <laughs> and you said go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, okay, maybe a quick little excerpt right here should be, you want to use this, go back and listen to the other podcasts on astrology in your business. There's one with Amanda Poole Walsh. There's one with Donna Woodwell, where we, I feel like I've done a different one with another astrologer, but maybe not. But essentially like you can completely like, this is, we're not forcing you to do anything. This is just being aware of 
astrological timing, which is all the planets and cosmic bodies that are influencing the energies here on earth and of the internet and of business. So this is great information to uh, take and run with if you want things to be more flowy and easy. Yeah. Right. If you don't, yeah. If you don't want to be running uphill and all of that, but I also want, if we're doing caveats, then I also want to say that this is a general, like this is very broad and I very, very much would love for everybody listening to find an astrologer who works with traditional techniques, find their time Lord, work with their time Lord, work with the periods within that, because there are very specific times for each person that are better or worse, depending on their chart configuration. And so like, I know your chart really well. And there are some things in here that I'll later be like, don't pay attention to that. <laughs> yeah. So I want people to also be aware of that. So it's not, and not everything will be as impactful for every person, but these are the things that'll be impacting most people on a global scale, which means that the people that you work with, your contract, the people that you contract with, the people that you're selling to, that's kind of like the vibe that's going to be going on in general for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. So February, green month. Yep. Green means go. Green means and go. March and April. Yep. March and April. And for different purposes. So all the stuff that I have here. So we have this, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bore everybody with the exact little details because I, I think that would get us into trouble. But from February 16th to March 13th is the very dreamy period. This is especially dreamy and couple centered, I guess is the way that I would put it. And then March 20th to April 27th is much more direct and action oriented and serious, I guess. So if you have a different kind of need in your business, then I would probably wait until after the sun moves into Aries on March 20th. And even within that though, there's some really juicy, lovely, soft, flowy period. So like April 5th is when Venus moves into Pisces. April 12th is when Jupiter is conjunct Neptune. And April 27th is when Venus is conjunct Neptune. And so in addition to being flowy, all those Neptune things means that it could also be very confused and you may not know what's real and what's not. And so if on those dates specifically, your numbers look bad, don't freak out would be my advice. And if somebody makes you an offer in business that seems too good to be true, then it probably is. Henry, okay. are you, are you right. ready for the next period? <laughs> yeah, okay, but okay, so January yellow, Mercury retrograde, February, March, and April, great for business moving forward, great time to launch into market. The first half of it, it sounds like is more like love dreamy, great for more spiritual and love focused businesses to take action, go forward. And then the second half is for, uh, more direct business. I heard a lot of Mars. So I'm guessing it's, it's yeah. like kind of, it's very yeah. Aries. Yeah. It's very Aries and Mars and grounded also. And there's a lot of Saturn bringing it down. So yeah. like if you have a tax business or a design business where you're going into decorating or feng shui or anything like that, that's more practical and more hands-on, I would, I would probably lean towards the latter period. Okay. I love it. So what's next? The first red period (laughs) is April 28th to June 3rd. And this is kind of, so Donna last year was saying about all the retrogrades and there are a lot of retrogrades between now, like in the summer this year, again, 
And so everything is going to be harder, but there are degrees of how difficult things are going to be. And so I don't want to say that all of the summer is a waste because there's a tiny little period in there that I kind of like, even with some of the stuff retrograde. But April 28th to June 3rd, in addition to having Pluto going retrograde, we have two eclipses. There is a solar eclipse on the Taurus new moon on April 30th. And then like, just don't, Sam said that she wasn't going to tell you what to do. I'm going to say, like, don't do anything. Stay in a cave. April 30th to May 15th. Just don't do it because there's a solar eclipse. Venus goes into Aries and hates everybody. The sun joins up with Uranus. It wants to blow everything up. Then May 10th to June 3rd, Mercury's retrograde. And then May 10th, again, Jupiter goes into Aries where instead of being all dreamy philosopher king, he's like the warrior king. You know, he's not, he's not messing around. And then May 15th, you have a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Like, yeah, not, not financial advice, but don't do anything. <laughs> okay. So just to really underline that, it's just like, April 30th through, through what date? When's it, when's when does it end? <laughs> well, I would, I would say it'd be super safe. I wouldn't do anything until like maybe May 20th. And even, you could even wait until like the next new moon, but for sure not until May 20th. I will not launch anything. I wouldn't. What are good ways to use those time periods? Like take a vacation or like, are there good things you can do in your business during that time? A lot of reviewing things, looking for things like taxes would be really, if you haven't, if you haven't done your taxes yet, which you probably haven't have, you probably have, unless you've delayed them. I mean, it would be a really good time to do financial excavation, budget, looking through your budget, looking through anything that's been hidden or difficult for you under the eclipses could come to light. And you're going to have a lot of desire to do the things because Venus mm-hmm. is going to be in Aries. Jupiter is going to be in Aries. Mars is about to go into Aries. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of very aggressive energy. And so, yeah, I mean, I, anything that's very energy intensive and that you feel antagonistic towards. <laughs> so for me, that's taxes, but it could also be if you have a physical business, like painting maybe, or like renovating physical spaces or personal trainers or personal trainers, mm-hmm. personal trainers actually might do okay with, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't launch anything. I just wouldn't, I don't, I don't care what you do. I don't, <laughs> I just wouldn't do it during that period specifically. Mm. It's the two, it's, it's interesting because both of the eclipse windows this year have a lot of Mars in them a lot. And so it feels, it feels to me very conflict E and a lot mm-hmm. of the times eclipses indicate world events that are going to impact you on a personal level. And so yeah. both of these eclipse windows feel very, very confrontational. Okay. So like, I wouldn't do a sales call then I would, I would try not to have to do sales calls then because the people what? are going to be defensive. What's the speculation around what collectively is going to happen during that April to May eclipse window? Maybe you haven't. Well, I mean, it's, so it's where Uranus is right in Taurus. And that's the window of them. 
a lot of people are saying, a lot of astrologers are saying things like supply chain issues when it's a Taurus. It just kind of depends on what part of the world they're in. But the eclipses that we had, the one that was in between, that we had, we had a, a Scorpio Taurus eclipse a month ago or so. That was kind of a preview for it. December 2021 or November 2021. Yeah, November 2021. And it was kind of a preview for it. And I actually really enjoyed that eclipse. And so, for, but I'm also very Marsy. I have a really strong Mars. I'm a Scorpio. I mean, I like, I like some Mars and I like Aries and I like, you know, and so it wasn't bad for me personally. And I don't think they're going to be, that's why I said your chart is going to override anything I'm saying. And so for me, I'm, I'm looking at that as a very initiatory time for something, but it might mm-hmm. be something that's very cord cutty or very uh, direction change, like a uh, leaving of something. So it'd also be good for that if you want to, if you want to leave your job, if you want to fire somebody, <laughs> like, it'd be a good window for that and fire a contractor. Get a divorce. Like. Get a divorce. I, I have stories about Aries placements and divorces. Yeah. Not so. Not <laughs> so yeah, those would all be good things. Like anything you want to get rid of, that would be a good time. Yeah. And then as it gets a little bit further out of that one really challenging window is what I'll call that. You get Mercury moving back into Taurus, which kind of cools things down, but then Mars goes into Aries. And so here's another little piece that May 29th, Jupiter's conjunct Aries at three degrees. Jupiter's conjunct Aries. Jupiter's conjunct Mars at three degrees Aries. And then right after that, Mercury goes direct. So that if you work well with Mars and Jupiter, that's a really, that's a lot of energy in your airy sector of your, wherever your chart is. It can be a lot of overblown tempers too, but if you work with it really well, really, really, really intentionally and really well, it could be a, a great time to initiate something big. Okay. So it, cause I, I feel like I have a, and like Mars is conjunct my rising. So I, I feel like I like Mars a lot. So for people who have a good relationship with Mars or a strong Mars placement, it would that be like a highly energetic and motivated time? It should be. Yeah. I mean, this okay. whole period, you're going to want to do things the whole time, which is why yeah. I think people- Oh, so like, it's going to be like, you're going to want to do things, but it's yeah. a terrible time to do things. <laughs> it's, it's like Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Venus goes into Aries and she's like, that's very much Xena warrior princess kind of vibe like take it all on. So yeah, I mean, like, honestly, if you have something you need to go to war with, great time. Okay. Okay. What's next? Let's get out of this. (laughs) You're like, I don't like that period. June 4th to August 21st, I have as a yellow period because there's a lot of retrogrades, which slow everything down. And also planets moving, like Mars moves into Taurus, which slows it down. And there are a lot of conjunctions and squares and oppositions to challenging planets. And so it's not, it's not a bad time. It's not a remarkable time. It's kind of a run of the mill. If you need to do something in summer, do it between June 4th and August 21st. I don't hate it, but Saturn will be retrograde. Neptune will be, but Saturn, Neptune, and Jupiter are retrograde half the year. Right. I mean, and so it's not, it's not a huge deal. August 22nd to October 21st, more of a big deal. (laughs) 
not but it's still not a horrible it's not a horrible time except september 9th to october 2nd uh, mercury will be retrograde it'll go from libra into virgo so if you know where those houses are it'll be more applicable other than that it's kind of it's kind of a it's a nice period but the mercury retrograde makes it slightly more challenging in my opinion and that virgo new moon i have some of the lunations highlighted that are going to be extra crazy (laughs) So the Virgo new moon on August 27th is the sun is square Mars and Venus is opposing Saturn. And so that's a lot of challenge to whatever it is you're trying to initiate. Remind me what is the difference between orange and yellow in your color coding chart of this spreadsheet? (laughs) I I like yellow slightly better than orange. Okay. 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 Great. So August 22nd through October 21st is worse than June. Only because of the Mars. I mean, only because of the Mercury retrograde and that. Okay. And that's sort of challenging because Mercury is slowing down when the Virgo new moon is happening and Mercury is the ruler of the Virgo new moon and it has so many other problems. Like people are going to want to start new Virgo-y things then, you know, they're going to want to start new plans, start new whatever. And it'll be like right when school's starting. And it just seems like there's going to be some sort of problem there. What is the best thing to do during the that August 22nd through October 21st? Well, specifically August 27th through October 2nd, I would any, again, any detail oriented things that you need to do that are very paperwork related, or you could even any editing that you wanted to do. Like if you wanted to save up all your podcast editing to do, then it would probably be a good time. If you had backups, make sure you have backups though. Like re-recording a online course you have to make it better or auditing an online course to see where you can make it better. Yeah. If you wanted to revise something or change up some like more evergreen funnel workings, maybe it would be another good time for that. So like if you launched something earlier part of the year and you wanted to evergreen it, I would, I would think that would probably be pretty decent, but I would definitely make sure that I was backing up everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And I like it. Now we see a big red period. Right. <laughs> so that's October. I don't like the red periods. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I don't know, Santa bringing coal and I feel guilty. Like it's my fault. And I know it's not, <laughs> but October 22nd to November 21st, I do have marked as red, which my birthday falls in, which means my solar, my solar return chart is baked into that bad boy. And I'm not thrilled about it, but it starts off with Saturn direct conjunct Venus. And that can be very like limitations around what you want. Um, and it being more difficult to get what you want during that period. And then right after that, Venus goes into Scorpio, the sun goes into Scorpio, it becomes a very Scorpionic kind of time. And so if you know what that means, then yay. And if you don't, it means um, going deep and a lot of say depth psychology, shadow work, like really more intense emotional feelings and conversations, which are then highlighted on October 25th with a partial solar eclipse for the Scorpio new moon. There is one little saving grace, Jupiter, right right after that, Jupiter goes back into Pisces, which I think will make people feel less Scorpionic and less Marsy for just like a little bit. I think it'll take the edge off a little bit. I I like this one a little bit better than I like the red period from earlier in the summer. And then so you have Venus in Scorpio, the sun in Scorpio, then with and the moon is obviously in Scorpio because you have a new moon, a solar eclipse. And then Mercury goes into Scorpio too, all of which are ruled by Mars, which is going retrograde in Gemini. 
And then, <laughs> and that's right before Halloween. So that's on October 30th. So that's when the veil is the thinnest anyway, right? And you've already got spooky things going on. And then on November 8th, you have a total lunar eclipse conjunct Mercury, which is ruling Mars retrograde, which is, it's just, it's just, it's a lot. It's very explosive. What does that actually feel like or look like other than the planets and the placements? Mm, so there's translate that, it for us. <laughs> there's that, there's that wanting something a lot at the very beginning of October and kind of hitting a wall and then probably diving deep into why you want it and why you can't have it or why you're having trouble getting it. <clears throat> and then Jupiter moving into Pisces and making you feel slightly more optimistic or having maybe some ideas that help you figure out a way to get it in theory. And when Mars goes retrograde in Gemini, that's a rethinking. So the thing that's really interesting about the Mars retrograde in Gemini is the Venus retrograde we had before this one, which was at the 2019-ish, was in Gemini in the same place. And it's also where all the eclipses have been happening for the last year and a half. So all of the COVID time period has been very active on the Gemini Sagittarius axis. And Mars is going to be retrograde there. So it's probably going to be a reviewing of the actions that you took since 2019 and then figuring out how you want to move forward and what kind of actions you want to take going forward in 2023, because Mars is going to be retrograde for the rest of the year. So he's going to be there for a really long time. So wherever Gemini is in your chart is going to be a lot of aggressive action and rethinking and cord cutting. Excellent. Yeah. First um, house, love it. <laughs> well, it might be you just letting go of parts of yourself though. Yeah, it sounds bad. Um, the last Mars retrograde was in Aries and it was a whole year of Mars and Aries. And do you remember I that? Remember that. I re- wasn't it like going back and forth or like it like went out for a day and then it went back into Aries? Yeah, I think it was in Aries the whole, yeah, maybe for like a little bit, but like, I'm remembering it feeling really terrible. Yeah. Am I wrong? I remember no. it feeling terrible. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> but again, because you're a Mars person and so am I, you're yeah. going to feel it more. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's a lot of Mars and Gemini and Honestly, it's really important where Gemini is in your chart for how that's going to show up for you and how difficult it'll be. So Mars and Aries was for me on, on, on the seventh house. And so it was on one of, you know, one of the really important house houses and Mars and Gemini is going to be in my ninth house, which is just kind of a nice little house that's hanging out, not doing anything in my chart. And I'm not overly worried because it's not a perfected year for me. It's not a placement that has anything natally. I don't think it's going to be really bad for me the way that Mars and Aries retrograde was. Now for you, it is on one of those, those, those houses that are super important. It's on, it's on your ascendant. And so for you, it's probably going to be way more noticeable, but that doesn't mean bad because you like Mars. It could be you revising like your workout routine or working with a new personal trainer or learning how to, I don't know, skydive. I have no idea, but <laughs> yeah. okay. okay there's hope yeah so during this red period of in october and october 22nd through november 21st mm-hmm. what are good things to do instead see a therapist <laughs> start working with a life coach hire a coach yeah for sure anger <laughs> management classes or alternatively because it's in gemini like toastmasters would be good 
Like if you wanted to take oh. a public speaking class, I think that would probably work out really well. Practice Facebook lives. Face, yeah. Well, no. What? I mean, maybe. In private? Maybe. <laughs> I, if, you, if you have a really, if Mars is really well placed, yes, maybe. But probably okay. not. Probably not. <laughs> it, it's what else? So it'll be in Gemini. So it'll be around the ways that you think regardless. It'll have to do with communication. So maybe specifically for businesses, I would say looking at the way you're communicating with your audience and looking at how your ads are running. And if you don't have an ads person, you just kind of been trying to do it on your own, maybe trying to find a decent ads person, that sort of thing, like very mm-hmm. much communication centric for everybody generally. And then it'll be specific to like communicating with who and what and everything based on your house placement. But then November 8th, like I said, there's that total lunar eclipse and it's conjunct Mercury and it's just, it's a, I don't love the word gnarly, but it's just, I wouldn't do stuff that there mm-hmm. were, I wish I just wouldn't during yeah. that period. Well, I'm just saying it like most people aren't going to take an entire month off in the middle of the year. Oh well, um, yeah, but you I mean, keep doing I what mean, you totally could. So it, it's more like just continuing yeah. what you're doing in just not launching new campaigns. Well, and also being really aware of the fact that, that everybody's going to be a little extra and to be more compassionate with them and more compassionate with yourself. Like that's the way that I really use those periods that are red. It's just being aware that everybody else who doesn't know anything about astrology isn't going to know why they feel crazy all of a sudden, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I find that more useful working with the public than almost anything else. Yeah. And okay. In, And even like your messaging changing then to say, Hey, if you're feeling extra stressed out, if you're feeling like everything's going wrong, let me help you with, in the way that I help you with whatever that is. And that's true for both of the red periods. So I guess if I were going to use it productively to talk to my audience, that is what I would do. Okay. I love that. Yeah. But luckily we have a green period right after that. I know it's my favorite part of the year. I love this part. So it's November 22nd. Wait, 12 more months. Well, I really, I don't love, I don't love Pisces stuff or else I would really like February 3rd, that February 3rd green period, but I'm almost anti-Pisces. I don't like it. And so I know that it's not going to be fun for me, but I love Sagittarius and I love Mm -hmm. Capricorn. And so that's why that's for me more exciting. Anybody who loves Pisces stuff is going to flip and love the first part of this year of 2022. It's just going to be like candy. But November 22nd, the sun moves into Sagittarius. Then you have a Sagittarius new moon with Jupiter going direct in Pisces on the same day. So the ruler of the new moon is stationing and at its most like intense power and going forward in another, in another uh, sign that it rules. And so that seems very, like a very good new moon. I would do things on that new moon. I will be doing things on that new moon. Neptune goes direct, which is like, eh. Mercury goes into Capricorn, which is nice. It's out of its, you know, there's no, it's it's just nice. It's just very nice. And then December 20th, Jupiter goes into Aries, which the last time Jupiter went into Aries, you you got a preview of what 2023 is going to be like in the worst possible way, because it's during the, between the solar eclipses and with all that hard energy. And so Whatever Jupiter, the reason I'm saying this now is whatever Jupiter and Aries felt like to you in, in May, don't be of 2022 
of 2022, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever Jupiter and Aries feels like to you in May of 2022, don't let that make you too terribly scared because that's as bad as it gets. Like it's the, <laughs> when Jupiter goes back into Aries on December 20th and into 2023, it'll just be very forward momentum, very individualistic, very focused on like, I want to conquer this. I want to accomplish this goal. And it won't have all of that extra Mars, and Mercury retrograde hammering it into an evil tyrant as opposed to a benevolent warlord. I don't know. I like it better though. And I also like Jupiter. I mean, Jupiter in Pisces is very dreamy and it's very, it's very philosopher on the mountain. It's very spiritual. It's all of those things. And that's not bad. I mean, I have Jupiter natally in cancer, which is very similar, but it can also get kind of stuck in the dream and not move forward as efficiently as my, my, my Mars and Leo likes. So for anybody who feels that way while Jupiter's in Pisces, they're going to like Jupiter and Aries better, but it's, it's really very much a personal preference kind of thing. Cause there are a lot of people who love Pisces, love, love, love. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if we need to add another little excerpt in here. Okay. Of, of quickly, like we've talked a lot about Mars, mm -hmm. Venus, and Jupiter, and and where it's moving in the in the zodiac. Right. Should we really quickly go over like okay, where Venus is in the zodiac indicates blah, and Mars means blah. Just really quick. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So Venus indicates like what you are valuing and maybe like what you want to pay a lot of attention to. And it's more like, I think of all the planets as characters and I know you know this, but I think of it. And so Venus is the way that you love, the way that you play, the way that you have fun. And so when she's moving into a different sign, it's sort of like she's taking on a different persona and the way that you do those things might be slightly different and where so, you will be a little different. Venus going into Aries on May 2nd will feel like she, like she wants to have on leather and nine inch platforms and maybe a whip. And, and then when she goes into Pisces, she's going to be the Venus coming out of the ocean, you know, the classic Venus. So she changes sign, signs quite a bit. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, she does. She's she changes the place. Yeah, unless she's slowing down for a retrograde, she, she moves along pretty quickly because she has to keep up with the sun. Venus and Mercury both keep up with the sun. And so mm -hmm. they do, they move really fast. But that's the way that I think about that. And Mars is the way that you take action and what you're taking action on. And so that's the type of costume he's putting on when he's going into different things. So you can imagine if you have, I think of the guy from the gladiator, like think of him as Mars, okay? <laughs> and- you know, when he's going through that field and he's like, right. And, and have you seen the gladiator? This may not be a good it's example. Been way too long. So you're going to tell me about some fields and I'm going to be like nodding my head. Sure. Okay. Well, imagine a warrior, a warrior coming home and wanting to like reunite with his family and walking through a field of, of hay or I don't know, some agricultural thing and it being very peaceful and a warrior coming home kind of vibe and Mars and Pisces, like it's, it's a wet drippy Mars that like, isn't, have any get up and go and is squishy and it 
if well, it, it, what, what it makes me think of is <laughs> my husband is like, feels like very fiery energy, like Marzi and imagining I've seen him at have to sit in on, and like gratitude circles. Yes. It's exactly <laughs> like that. He's like the most upset person and like, like pretty much like, this is so fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> so this is what I'm imagining Mars and Pisces is yes. like. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And I don't love that energy. Like, I just don't love it. And so, but some people do. It's a whole gratitude circle. (laughs) Yeah, but you have some people who feel, who feel very intimidated by like a Mars and Aries or a Mars and Leo. And so Mars and Pisces being watered down is is a lot better for them. Mm -hmm. But it is. And then I'm like, then on here I'm seeing, so like Jupiter into Aries, Jupiter into Pisces, then Jupiter back into Aries, Mm -hmm. like what is that switch going to feel like? So Jupiter, we'll start the year off with Jupiter and Pisces. And I think everybody's going to flip and love it when it comes out of Aquarius and into Pisces later in 2021. It's, it's almost there. It's just like maybe a week or two away for right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to feel Jupiter has been stuck with Saturn for like two and a half years. And that's Which is like expansive planet with yes. like the planet of constriction. Yes. Saying, yeah. Constriction. Saturn's like, no, Jupiter, you don't get to have any fun. And Jupiter's like, come on, Saturn, it'll be okay. You know? And so <laughs> Jupiter's been making those areas of your life better. And so that's been really good for what area of your life is Capricorn and Aquarius, but it's been very difficult for Jupiter to do Jupiter things. And when Jupiter goes into Pisces, it's the Santa Claus. I mean, it's not Santa Claus. It's really more of a Mm, Jupiter and Sagittarius is Santa Claus, but Jupiter and Pisces is more the Dalai Lama, <laughs> maybe, or the Pope, or you know, whatever spiritual person that you're that that feels very expansive and knowledgeable and also peaceful and those things, and also somebody who thinks they're that because they're on LSD. So it could go either way. And, you know, use your best judgment. Okay. It it is all of that, but it's all of that philosophy and it's all of that religion and expansion and higher education. And also it can be a lot of um, buffering with alcohol and drugs and not, I wanted to escape reality, especially when things, especially when it gets closer to Neptune and that's amplified. So that's what that'll feel like. And then when Jupiter's in Aries, it's much more, like I said, more warrior king mm-hmm. moving forward to benevolently rule. Not not in April and not in not in May and June, so much with the benevolence, but you know, at the end of 2022 and into 2023, benevolent mm-hmm. rulership is more likely. Okay. Thank you for indulging me. I think where we were was summer 21st. Right? Yeah. December 21st, the sun goes into Capricorn and the sun squares Jupiter and squares are kind of hard, but to Jupiter, they are, I don't, it feels to me, I think it'll be more like, that'll be the beginning of the new year. So, and I, I tend to celebrate the solstice as the beginning of the new year anyway, but it feels more like that to me this time because of that square to Jupiter and then the Capricorn new moon on the 23rd. So that little window of solstice to Christmas is is more of the new year to me than a little bit later because Mercury on the 27th goes retrograde. And so all the people who want to launch on January 1st 
I would not do that. <laughs> I would launch early so that you get your start date before the Mercury retrograde. But, but this Mercury retrograde is conjunct Venus in Capricorn and Pluto's a little bit further on. And so like the end of this year is going to be kind of the end of this year and the beginning of the end of 2021, and the beginning of 2022 has Venus stationing retrograde on Pluto and conjunct Pluto for flipping forever. And it's heavy and it's intense and it's kind of a downer. And that's what we're going into 2022 with. And so I know, but it's, it's a chance for you to revise all the things <laughs> and shadow work's not bad. It's just maybe not preferable. You know what I mean? Like it's not bad. It's just, it, it's not fun. And this Mercury retrograde kind of has a similar vibe because it's in a very similar position. The, the December 27th one. Yeah. So the 20, the, there's a Mercury retrograde at the end of 2022 and there's a Venus retrograde at the end of 2021 in the same place generally, but the one, the one at the end of 2022 it's just a little bit nicer. It's a little bit softer. It's probably like whatever you're going to go through at the end of this year, it'll probably be a review of that or maybe a revision of that. And, but it'll be, it won't be as harsh. So I like the end of next year so much more than I like the end of this year. So what questions? Well, I just have to say, it's been interesting. I'm, I'm thinking back over this. I'm like, I hope we just made sense without the visual <laughs> component. We're both looking at the same spreadsheet. <laughs> well, they can show so notes. Like, I'm, I'm obsessed with the spreadsheet. <laughs> I think you should make an opt-in out of it. But I, I think we made sense for someone who's not looking at the visual or just everyone just go watch the YouTube version of this. We'll, we'll tell everyone in the email and on the Instagram to watch the YouTube version of this because the, the visual component has been really, really nice. Well, um, and I'll also give you access to this so you can make it a PDF for your, for your subscribers. And if people want to know when the retrograde periods are at wickedbrassity.com backslash calendar. I have a free retrograde opt-in that they can, they can get, and it'll put all the retrogrades on their calendar for free, or they can get a calendar that has all of the aspects and all of this that would load into their calendar. So, yeah, I mean, let's give a little extra <laughs> share about this. So Robin creates these digital calendars where you just, you can subscribe to them and it puts it on, like I use Google calendar for everything. So I subscribed to it and it, automatically goes on my Google calendar and I can see where like void of course moons are and when the different planets are moving into different signs and when things are waxing and waning, it's really cool. So this is a free offer with that is like, you can have all the retrogrades on your calendar. Yeah, um, and that's what that is. If they're watching the video version, that's where they do that. Yeah. And it's also like super cheap to, <laughs> and absolutely worth it just to subscribe to the other one too. I love it. It makes me happy. It's really good. I feel like I had other questions for you that I wanted to. Well, more, more general things okay. are, do you subscribe to the idea that it's great to launch during a waxing moon versus a waning moon? Or do you feel like that's too basic? If any, any okay. Anytime I want to manifest something, I don't start it until the first light 
after the new moon. Like I don't, I don't do intentions on the new moon because that's still the very dark period of the moon. And so if I'm launching something, it's always going to be between that first light and the exact moment of fullness of the full moon. Mm -hmm. And if I'm wrapping something up, it's always going to be the opposite. So I don't think that's too basic. I think everybody should be doing that. So ideally we would be layering that onto our green periods of the year. (laughs) Yes, for sure. For sure. Like this full moon for me personally, this is going to be that people need to all, everybody go find an astrologer. That's (laughs) everyone hire Robin. Yes. Come hire me. Um, Everyone hire Robin because it's magic. But I know that this full moon during that particular Mercury retrograde period in January and the Venus retrograde is still going to be fantastic for me, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's in my 10th house, it's conjunct like all of my stuff. Like it's going to be magic for me and I'm going to be doing stuff. But if that's not true for you, then it's, you know, that's not the moon for you. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. Layering is good. Okay. And then like I, so I, I texted you the other day cause I was um, scheduling a photo shoot and I was like, when's a good time for me to schedule a photo shoot? What are some, are there any like basic principles of like, it's good to schedule a photo shoot during like yeah. when Venus is happy or is, is it as simple as that? I, again, it comes down to your chart for that kind of thing. It's better. Like if mm-hmm. Venus is in your first or 10th house, I would say do it. Um, okay. Maybe if okay. it was in your fifth. When, if you, if you don't know any of that, then I would do it for the vibe that you were going for. So while Venus is in Pisces, again, that's the Venus rising, the classic painting. Like if that's your vibe, do it when Venus is in Pisces, like that'll be a dreamy as I'll get out photo shoot opportunity when, when all of that stuff is in Pisces. So if you have, if you, if you're a very soft person and you love the flowiness, then that's for sure a good time. If you are more about like in your face, boss, babe, kind of vibe, Venus and Aries or Venus and Leo, if you're a numbers person and you're very practical and like you tell it like it is Venus and Virgo, Venus and Capricorn, maybe if you want sensual, I would do Venus and Scorpio or depending on your type of sensual, maybe Venus and Aries. So just to, so for someone who's trying to be like, I don't, what the fuck do you mean by Venus in my first or 10th house? That's as simple as like, okay, for me, I know I'm a Gemini rising. So I know my first house is Gemini. So right. Venus Gemini would be a good idea. That's right. Right. That, that's sure. like Venus in the, in the first house for me. So yes. they can just look at a chart and like find the number one or find the number 10 and be like, okay, Venus in my first or my 10th. Yeah. I got that. Yes, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Without, without looking at their chart, that's what I would, that would be what I would do. Also, if Venus was conjunct your sun, so wherever your sun is in your chart, uh, Venus on the day that the Venus is going to be conjunct your sun, or maybe even Jupiter in your chart would also be. Mm. Okay. I like that. Well, this was so good. <laughs> I hope so. I just realized, I realized how right you might be about them not being able to see it. <laughs> you guys go watch the video. This spreadsheet is amazing. <laughs> no, I, go to the show notes and find the spreadsheet. It's amazing. It's color coded. And I feel so clear. I'm like, okay, I see, I see green February 3rd through April 27th. So clear. Yeah. There's um, little black ones for the eclipses where I'm like, this is a, I don't want to say a dead zone, but if it'll keep it in your brain, it's like, <laughs> Like you don't, don't grow new things then don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, 
I love it. Well, this, yeah, this was so amazing. Definitely everyone look at the spreadsheet. It'll be titled. It won't be an entitled spreadsheet like it currently is. No, um, I was going to share it until my Virgo here. <laughs> Virgo day. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, this was amazing. I feel really clear about the year and what to be planning. I'm really excited to share this with people because I know it's going to be incredibly useful. If people want to hire you to help them with their own astrology for their business, is that something you still offer? I actually don't know. <laughs> I am not. Like, I know I get it, but I'm... <laughs> I, yeah, I only work with past clients right now, but I am going to be opening up in January and I will be offering consultations then. And if they sign up for my podcast, if they like start listening to the podcast, they'll hear about it. If they get on my email list, they'll hear about it. If they purchase a calendar, they'll hear about it because they'll be on my email list. But all of those ways you'll get, you'll be, you'll be told about it. And I will be, like I said, launching something in January. So yes, I will be working with clients one-on-one -on -one again. Okay. And that looks like you'll actually be going into their chart and yes, so much fun. It's so much fun because when I, because I use a lot of the Hellenistic techniques and I use your time Lord, because that tells me which planet will be more specifically important to you. And so I know for me this year until my birthday, Mercury is really, really important for me. So whatever Mercury is doing, I'm extra paying attention to because I don't want to get bit by the little Mercury retrograde bug. And so, and I'm trying to, you're, can I, can I tell Saturn. I'm you Saturn are. right now. You are. So like, okay, okay. I was just thinking that I was like, oh, you told me my time learned was Saturn and I don't see Saturn on here anywhere. Oh no. <laughs> doesn't matter. You'll tell me. I'll um, tell you. <laughs> and we already talked to people about the digital calendar, which is at in your website's wickedveracity.com. I'll find the calendar on there. How else, how else can people find you? I have a podcast. It's Wicked Veracity. I do yes. podcasts every week. And they're five or six minutes. This is super long for me, and but I get straight to it. And I don't generally use a lot of astrological words. I just sort of tell you what to expect, like what the vibe's going to be, and as it relates to business, because that's I like working with entrepreneurs. Awesome. Well, Robin, thank you so much. Do you have any final like words of wisdom or advice for people who are listening right now? Don't freak out about if you don't freak out about any of it because life goes on always it's not going to be the end of the world and if you need to do something during one of those windows just be very mindful that things are probably hidden from you and that you're you're missing something and just expect it so expect the unexpected and when i say it's a dead zone and it's a no-go zone and like don't do anything i'm not kidding but i am kidding in that everybody has to live their life like you were saying earlier you just really want to be extra careful. So like, don't rush blindly into things during those periods, even if that is how you are naturally inclined. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank and you. I also, oh, one more thing, one more thing. 2022 oh, is going to be, <laughs> 2022 is going to be so much easier than 2020 and 2021. I know a lot of people had really, really difficult years and is even like with the bad periods, it's not going to be nearly as difficult or as challenging as the astrology that we had for 2020 or 2021. So hopefully that, okay. yeah. <laughs> we started with that. <laughs> I edited it in, I guess. I don't know. Want <laughs> it be a surprise, like candy at the end? 
candy at the end. You guys DM me on Instagram if you want Robin back on the podcast. I had the best time because Robin's like one of my best friends. So I'm hoping you guys want her on again. Force, force her back on. <laughs> force me. I like it. That'll be that Jupiter and Aries period. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Talk to you next week. Oh, happy Merry Christmas. You're, you're, we're getting this on December 23rd. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We love you and talk to you next week.